it because I believe a man is supposed to take care of his woman. I don't care how much money your woman make. A man is supposed to have his mindset on taking care of his woman. Talk. I mean, this you know this this may be a bit crude, but I mean I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. What's happening? Hope everybody's doing great. This is R.C. Blakes, and um, I have something on my heart that I want to share with you. Sitting in my office and just doing some, um, actually, I was filming for some of my cyber services. You know, you may not know, I am a pastor. If this is your first time here, I'm a pastor, I'm a man. And I have a lot of opinions on a lot of things relative to life. And one of the things that um, is very dear to my heart is um, womanhood. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man that believes in protecting womanhood. Now, that doesn't mean that women are always right. And it does not mean that men are always bad or that men or all men are evil. But it does mean I'm a man. I believe that the first, one of the first tests of, of manhood, authentic manhood, because there's a lot of false masculinity. I believe one of the tests of authentic manhood is his willingness to, um, his desire to protect womanhood. If, um, if it's me, another man, and a woman in a burning building, and I can only save one, it's no question for me, you know, because I'm a man. And I believe all men protect women. Doesn't mean that women are always right. It doesn't mean that we don't share truth with women. But it does mean at our core as men, as classic, classical men, as kings, at our core is the best interest of women. And so with that being said, um, this is this is really a recap of an old message that's driven by um, ongoing events in society where I see uh, women are being broken down, where I see women are being um, drained of their self-confidence, where I see the consciousness of women intentionally being broken by men. And unfortunately, because... No one's really shared with the woman. She doesn't have a clue as it relates to the trap she's in. There's a chapter in my book from the father-daughter talk. This is, this is um, an old book, but it still sells every day around the world because the message is timeless. It's everything a father should have told his daughters or his daughter. And in the second half of this book, I dedicated it to, it's called Part 2, Let Me Introduce You to Game 101. Most women are taking a lot of men seriously, and the men are simply playing games. While the woman's heart is in it for real, the man is just simply gaming. And... Um, I want to show you, I just want to kind of expound a little bit, nothing really organized, but in, in, in the book, 
uh, let me see around page 135, I think it is. Uh, I deal with, um, let me see. I deal with the three phases of the game. How does a man, how does a man take a woman and break her down to the point that she's about uh, to lose her mind? How does a man take a woman, break her down to the point that um, she accepts any kind of abuse from him and she continues to pursue him even when he rejects her over and over and over again? Well, it's intentional and there are three basic phases and then I'll share some other thoughts that I have with you. Phase number one. He penetrates the woman's defenses through calculated conversation. He finds out exactly what the woman likes, desires, what what are her dreams, what what does her dream man look like? And he then proceeds to act. He becomes her dream. He becomes her knight in shining armor. And the woman has no clue that the person she's experiencing is an actor. So once he once he breaks through and he penetrates her defenses with uh, calculated conversation, saying all of the right things, doing all of the right stuff, that then breaks the woman down, and then the woman is lured into a sexual relationship with the man. And then we move to phase two. The man then works to become the woman's emotional addiction. He 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 he, he comes by every night. He wines and dines. Uh, he, he, he has sexual uh, encounters with her that are unforgettable. And once he knows that he has her to that place where she is um, strung out, for lack of a more, <laughs> a more sophisticated way of saying it, where she's like a junkie strung out on, on a drug, um, he then knows that he has her exactly where he wants her. Number phase two, the man works to become the woman's emotional addiction. He consumes all of her time. Uh, he flatters her, and the and the key ingredient to deception is flattery. He tells her everything she wants to hear, and then he begins to push the sexual relationship beyond the woman's limits. You know, she'll say, okay, I'm comfortable with going to three. Well, he'll push it to four. And then she'll say, okay, I'll settle for four, but don't go any more than that. And then he'll push it to level five and then six. And he'll keep pushing her limits. And the more he pushes her limits, the more addicted she becomes to him. The more she, the more of herself that she gives away to him, the less of herself she actually possesses anymore. And then there's phase three, where he has her strung out. He's, um, he's, he's deceived her with calculated conversation, said all the right things, did all the right things. He became, intentionally became her emotional addiction. He created a soul tie. And then level three is where he avoids making any real commitment. She's doing all of this backwards. She, she thinks that, well, if I give him, uh, if I give him this and if I give him that, and if I if I become this to him and if I become that to him, uh, somehow this is going to encourage him to marry me. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Ninety five 
percent of the time, if not more, he never marries you. He avoids commitment at all costs. And then if, if it boils down to him um, being somewhat of a narcissist and marrying you maybe for financial gain, and he's just using you for whatever it is, whatever supply he needs uh, filled, he's still never faithful to you. So that's, you know, that's the game a lot of you all are caught up in where you're dealing with uh, a generation of toxic men. It's called, I think the, the, the newest term coined is toxic masculinity. And it's defined as uh, it refers to the socially constructed attitudes that describe the masculine gender as being violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth and so on. Toxic masculinity is what society says a man is. Now, here's the unfortunate thing. All of that stuff I just read, it refers to um, attitudes that describe masculine gender as violent, Women call that he's able so he's able to protect me. A violent man, you think, okay, well, because he's violent, it means he can protect me. Unemotional, you know, uh, that's masculinity. You know, I, I can't crack him for nothing. He 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 don't even smile. Sexually aggressive. All of these things here are um, <laughs> toxic qualities that. A generation of women with broken consciousness has been conditioned to believe is attractive. And because we have toxic women, you, you tend to attract and be attracted to the same thing as you are. That's the right way to say that. Sometimes I mess the English language up. When you're toxic, you tend to attract and and are drawn to toxic men. And so though this stuff in the context of my discussion, you can see it's clearly these these qualities are clearly not healthy. A lot of you have to admit that these have been some of the things that have attracted you to men. And you're continuously attracted to toxic men and you wonder why you keep getting poisonous results. Um, the Bible kind of describes a generation of men in second Timothy three, kind of read verses one through seven, where it talks about this generation or a certain generation would become lovers of themselves, lo- lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, uh, traitors, heady, high minded, describing exactly what you're dealing with today in terms of toxic men. Now, toxic masculinity, the kind of masculinity that brings a woman through what I just described uh, in this book, those three phases, toxic masculinity feeds on the marginalization of women. For a toxic, egotistical, narcissistic man to exist in his world requires the subjugation of women. Toxic masculinity speaks to the patriarchal systems that condition systems that condition males to narcissism. I see all the time, and I must add, 
as I always do. I'm no therapist. I'm no counselor. Find a professional to give you further information on this. These are my opinions. But there are social constructs that condition men, I believe, especially in the United States of America, to narcissistic behaviors and tendencies. And this is why we have such a population of men that degrades, defames, demeans um, women. Because a real man, as I said in the beginning, is not one that will ever break a woman intentionally. A real man is one that would protect a woman. Even if the woman has no respect for herself, he will respect her enough to separate himself from her presence. Now, um, let's see. I, I jotted some things down there. You can see I'm looking at this tablet here. Um, so the woman is intentionally repositioned psychologically and emotionally into this place that I describe as broken consciousness. I talk about broken consciousness in queenology. Um, I talk about broken consciousness quite a lot. It's where broken consciousness, the visual is this. There's a queen asleep. That's broken consciousness. Where a woman is unconscious of who she, who she is. When a queen is asleep, she cannot rule while sleeping. She cannot reign. She cannot um, dictate the course of matters while she's asleep. Well, that's a visual depiction of the, the, the consciousness of women today. Women today are as sleeping queens. You have all of the power in the kingdom, but because you're unconscious, there are things that are going on that you have no, that you're not privy to because you're, you're asleep. Broken consciousness. Broken consciousness is manifested in a woman. Listen to this statement very carefully. Broken consciousness is manifested in a woman unwillingly and consciously participating in her own dishonor. Broken consciousness is manifested in a woman unwillingly. In other words, it becomes like a reflex. You know, toxic masculinity breaks the woman's self-perspective to the point that she uh, unwillingly participates in this broken consciousness, but yet she's consciously participating in her own dishonor and her own humiliation. You know, like you allow a man to talk to you any kind of way and you keep showing up for the conversation. You allow a man to abuse you and you keep opening the door or you keep going back. You allow a man to cheat on you over and over and over and over again and you keep showing up. Well, you're, you're doing that as a reflex, but at the same time, you're aware that you're actually participating in your own dishonor. It's kind of like a drug addict that knows, I don't need this. This is killing me. But give it to me, you see. Now... The woman is, I'm just reading my little notes here. The woman is conditioned to be attracted to emotionally unavailable men 
who seek to break the woman. That's what you're attracted to. That's 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 my biggest issue. That's that's my biggest issue. And it's one of one of the reasons why I steer away from too much um, counseling. I don't know if that's the right word because I'm not a counselor, but giving advice to women relative to personal advice relative to relationships. And I just kind of package my stuff for, you know, public consumption, because when we get when we get locked into a one on one personal interaction, uh, it always boils down to you don't want a good man. You want the man that is going, you know, I mean, I said that way. I won't hurt nobody's feelings, but you're, you're attracted to this emotionally unavailable men who seek to break you. You call that swag, a, a man that seeks to break you. Now, let me just go through this. And this is this is just uh, revisiting what I wrote in the father daughter talk, but just kind of looking at some some current events relative to how women are uh, being managed by inferiors, how women are being managed by people who do not have their best interest. And this happens how? Letter A, the toxic man conditions the woman through indoctrination. In fact, toxic manhood conditions womanhood through indoctrination to determine her value and worth based on the acceptance of toxic men. In my book, the father-daughter talk, I talk about how I ask the question, how is it that a PhD woman is manipulated by a GED man? It's because society, with all of its structures, from religion to academia to um, entertainment, you know, even technology, teaches the woman that she is of no value unless she has um, a significant relationship with a man. She has to be engaged or married. If she, if, she's, if she doesn't have a man, she's of no value. That's what society teaches you. And of course, I believe in marriage. I believe in marriage. I'm married. I have a wonderful marriage. I have a wonderful wife. I, I would that everybody that desires to be married could really be married. But just because you have a wedding doesn't mean you have a marriage. A marriage is where two people equally respect one another and support each other. But... For a man, it's interesting how a man cannot be married and have no children, feel no pressure. But you flip the coin and you take a woman and you bring her to a certain age and she has no children and no husband. Society puts such a pressure on her, it becomes a psychological vice grip on her mind that I don't have a man, I don't have a man. And so what happens is she begins to look at the clock, and so now she begins to settle. And, and the philosophy is, it's better to have a piece of man than no man at all. Well, that's that conditioning through indoctrination to teach the woman from a little girl to determine her value based on the acceptance of toxic men. So, so it doesn't matter from the, from the, the PhD, the doctor, all the way down to the woman that's on drugs in the gutter, you, you, you feel it necessary to parade yourself across the, the stage of society for men to say, 
I approve. I ain't talking to me. Yes, I am talking to you. Go and check out your Instagram and look at how many shots on your Instagram you got of body parts that nobody should be seeing in public. That's your broken consciousness. Doesn't matter how much education you have. You still went in that bathroom at, at the club and turned around and you, with all of your education and all those letters behind your name, took a booty shot. Put it, in, put it on Instagram because you've been conditioned. You don't even realize you've been indoctrinated. So you're like, here's the illustration that came to me. You're like the dog that's chasing his own tail. Dog running around chasing his tail, never catches it, never catches it, and doesn't realize that what he's been chasing all of his life is really within him. And while you're you're chasing men for value, purpose, identity, status, the reality is you like the dog chasing the tail. Everything that you're chasing, everything that you're searching for is not in him or them. It's within you. And see what what goes what 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 goes on is um, society promotes toxic men. Toxic men are commercial. You know, that's that's what we promote in the movies and music and videos. That's what we promote. We promote toxic men that um, uh, you know, it's not it's not cool. It's not a blockbuster to have a man that's going to be faithful to his wife necessarily. A man is not cussing and, and physically violent and all of this kind of thing. You know, society promotes. So you, you develop this addiction to uh, toxic masculinity while you abhor it. At the same time, you're addicted to it and you don't even realize that that's what I'm attracted to. And so then you, you just keep on getting what you what you're attracted to through your broken consciousness. And then you get to a point where you become so bitter with life that you say, ain't no good men in the world. Not true, not true, not true. You're kind of like the guy that's sitting in, a, in the middle of a field full of broccoli and cabbage and carrots. And because he can't find a McDonald's or Wendy's or Popeye's, he says, ain't no food out here. No, no. The kind of food that is toxic and poisonous that you've been conditioned to love, the food that's killing you is not there. But you're actually sitting in the middle of everything that you need. And some of you are like that. You're surrounded by the kinds of men that would make great husbands and kings. But you're saying ain't no food out here. Because you've been what? Conditioned. This is a part of the game. And then uh, I wrote letter B. um, The man becomes the toxic man, becomes the dream. He becomes the addiction. And the Bible talks in 2 Timothy Uh, three and six about how men will uh, creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins and many kinds of lust. Yeah, he becomes your dream, you see. Um, This is why you have to begin to exercise something other than um, your sexual, your sexuality. Let me put it that way. You have to begin to exercise your spirit. So you got to stop running, bouncing around here trying to be sexy and, and uh, trying to rush to the bed with every little man that comes along looking good and talking good. Just because a man pull up in a Ferrari doesn't mean he can afford it. 
I said a mouthful right there. You need to go further. You need to find out if this brother is beneath the surface, what he appears to be on the surface. Too many of you get too excited about surface level um, presentations. You know, is it is it is it real value or is it just um, profile? Anybody can get on Instagram and create a profile to make himself make herself look like this or that. You have to be you have to you have to begin to dig deeper because there are a whole lot of bums that will impress you that they're your knight in shining armor. If you get closer and you investigate that armor, you find <laughs> you find out that's aluminum foil. <laughs> that ain't no armor. That's, 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 that's a clown that's wrapped himself in aluminum foil because he's going to be he's going to do everything to what become your dream, become your addiction. He already knows that society has conditioned you to believe that you got to have a man. So he already knows he has a leg up. So he slides. He acts like I'm the one. I'm the one. And he convinces you to give give him um, husband benefits uh, when he hadn't even claimed to be an exclusive boyfriend. And then uh, let us see. And it goes back to this is bouncing off of what I taught in the book, the father daughter talk. He withholds your desire so that he can break you intentionally. He slides into your life to become as though he's going to be your dream. He's going to be the answer to your prayers. And then he withholds your desire. What is your desire? I want to be a wife. What is your desire? I want, I want, I want, I want the, the, the picket fence and the two point whatever children and all of this. I want that. And he, he makes you believe that he's going to give you that in the beginning. You give him everything he desires and then he never gives you what you ask for or what he knows that you desire. And the purpose of a man withholding the thing that he knows you desire from you is to intentionally break you. The more you wish for it, and the more he withholds it, the emptier you become and the more control of your soul he has. Because it moves to a point where you begin to operate from a place of shame because you've promoted this. You, you give, you've given more than your daddy told you should ever give. You've given more than you learned that you should give in church. You've given more than you really felt comfortable giving. And now you're discovering that this guy is uh, backing out on the deal. I've given you all of this and you basically handling me like I'm just a member of the team. There's no exclusivity here. And the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred. Proverbs 13 and 12 says hope deferred maketh the heart sick. That's, that's an intentional move. The more I build you up to hope for it and to want it and to know you deserve it and then withhold it from you. I make your soul sick. The sicker you become in your soul, the more capable I am of manipulating you and watch this, pushing you further and further and further and further down. I have to traumatize you that I might manage you. And then watch this and I'm done. So he withholds your desire for commitment and exclusivity. So he never commits. 
And not only does he not only does he never commit, he pushes he pushes you farther and farther. Just keeps on keeps going. So now it moves from not only am I not only are you in a position where you're giving a man that's not your husband and doesn't even have the qualities to commit to you, not only are you giving him husband benefits, you sleeping with him, you cooking for him, you cleaning his clothes, you doing everything for him that a wife does, he's still handling you like a boyfriend. Now it's gotten to a point where he has broken you and emptied you so much so that he's intentionally getting caught with other women. Because now he wants to condition you to a point where you know the game, that you know he got multiple women and you you just gonna you're gonna be so broken that you're gonna be good with it. You just want him to stay so you can keep taking your Instagram pictures. So he gets caught and you say, if you do it again, if you do it again, I'm gonna leave you. He does it again three weeks later. You say, you hurt me again. If you do it again, if you do it one more time, I'm going to leave you. He does it again and he does it again and he does it again until you get to a point where you just realize this is what I got to deal with. If I'm going to hold on to what you thought was the dream that is really a nightmare, what you thought was real, which is really just a mirage. And then you have somebody like me that steps in and says, babe, you got to choose your pain. You got to choose your pain. You're going to either deal with the pain of breaking this soul tie and letting this clown go on about his business and and regathering yourself. Or you're going to face the pain of a wasted life. Choose your pain. But don't ever say that nobody told me about the game. I just laid it out for you. I just laid it out for you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the great privilege and benefit of speaking into the lives of so many people. And now, God, I pray that you will allow them to hear my heart on this matter. And God, let them let them be able to discern the truth and the things that I'm sharing. And God, I cover them now. Every weapon that's formed against them, I cancel it. Those, dear God, that are struggling to hold on to their sanity, they've been pushed so far. Holy Spirit, I thank you now for moving into that space in that place where they are and giving them the power and the fortitude to move forward. And God, I thank you for healing. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for liberation. In Jesus' name, amen. I just wanted to share that with you. I just wanted to share that with you. Just had to share it with you. So listen, uh, if you need counseling, there's there's a link in the description for BetterHelp counseling um, service that we're partnered with. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. But BetterHelp can help you. And the beauty is it can be done over the phone or through 
the internet. Beautiful arrangement. Use the link and I think it'll, in fact, I know it'll get you 10% off of the cost, uh, whatever it may cost. And don't forget, we are doing Queenology 2.0 Part 2, the second half, in December of 2020. You can, you can pre-register, not pre-register, you can er, register early. I guess it's the same thing. Register early at a discounted rate. If you hit the link in the description, it'll bring you directly to it. and You'll be able to um, register at the discounted rate. It, I think it's good for another few weeks or so. I, I'm, I'm not clear on the dates or the timeline. And um, also keep your ear to the ground because I'm getting a lot of response. And we're going to do the Kingology Cyber Conference for Men. So many men from all across the world are reaching out to me and saying, R.C. Blakes, we need you to do Kingology Cyber. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it. While we're in the middle of this pandemic, I will be busy speaking to you. So I'm, I'll have some dates on that very soon. Um, go to my website, rcblakes.com. Sign up for my email list so that you can know what's going on and when it's happening. I really love you all. I appreciate you with all of my heart. And um, let's just make up our minds, man, that this is our time to get free. And this is our time to do better. We're not going to allow life to keep trampling us and we not learn the lessons. Right? Right. God bless you. I love you. I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you to all of you that support Lisa and I. We really, really, really appreciate you. I promise you we do. We couldn't do it without you, and we are so grateful for you. Thank you for everything. God bless you. Talk to you real soon. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.